0: Hey, D&D fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, divas
1: and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad
0: rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas
1: and Duckets is for entertainment purposes.
0: Y'all, we are not Series 511 (laughs) or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's
1: just our opinion, y'all. Okay, Okay, Divas,
0: let's talk duckets. Hey, d d fam. Welcome back. We are glad you're here with us today. We have an exciting topic on our Diva docket. What are we talking about today? We
1: are talking about Wanderlust, the traveling. Mm-hmm. It's the season to yep. get out and go, and Lord knows I need a vacation right now, as yeah. they say in the country. So. Right.
0: So timely. Yes. So we have one of my favorites. She has planned several trips for me, my family. She's simplified it cause you know, groups get to ask good questions. And we love her. So we brought her on here. Um, And so first we wanted to say, if you're watching, make sure you click subscribe below. Mm -hmm. um, And you can go to DivasandDuckets.com and sign up and know when future episodes are available coming out. But now let's get into it. So our guest is Wanda Thomas of Too Busy Not to Travel. (laughs) Um, And so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. So we just get right into it. So just tell us who you are, what you do, a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, sure, sure. Well, um, let's see. How would I start? Well, uh, like a number of women out there these days uh, that would be in my age range, I am a um, 55-year-old, um, slightly imperfect um lady out here in this world of crazy Mm. um i am um, a god-fearing individual that loves to uh live life i've experienced life on a number of different levels um you know as most women especially minority women Mm. i have uh, lived through uh, many successes, failures, heartbreaks, mm-hmm. uh, pains, aches—you name it. hard <laughs> right. fought accomplishments and um, non-recognized accomplishments, Ooh, mm-hmm. all of the above. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, you know, just that's who I am. That I'm just living life every day, trying to live it the best way I can. Um, I am a um, native New Yorker, originally from Brooklyn, New York. Um, however, I am raised in the South, so I'm a Southern girl, too. (laughs) Come on, Grant. That's right, I'm Grant. I was raised with my (laughs) grandpa. So as they told me recently in a presentation, I gave it's like, you don't have a Northern accent. I said, no, I've been in the South for a long time, so I'm a Southern girl. (laughs) I'm definitely Mm -hmm. a Southern girl. (laughs) But i mean that that's pretty much me in a nutshell <laughs> okay so how did you go
0: about forming like what made you decide to get into the travel in- industry and form too busy not to travel and i love the name by the way yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you the, uh you know since you said that let me start there the name too busy not to travel um came about very interestingly Um, I was in a previous relationship and, you know, as independent women that we are, Mm -hmm. uh, we have so many things going on, et cetera. And um, it was often said, my God, you're always about business. Do mm-hmm. you ever relax? Do you ever calm down? Business, business, business. Mm-hmm. And you're always on the go. You got too much going on. You don't have time for a relationship, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so you're just too busy. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where it came from was, you know, somebody made that comment and I got the first, first I was irritated. Right, and right. then after that, I went, you know what? I am too busy. That's true i'm so busy i've got so much going on Mm -hmm. i'm always um into something new Mm -hmm. Um, i'm an explorer i'm a discoverer Mm -hmm. um and so with that said it kind of stuck and i was like you know as you think about um our world it's 24 seven mm-hmm. we're all turning faster than we can move we can't think anymore mm-hmm. you're connected and plugged in 24 7. the cell phone is with you twi- i mean you, you can't mm-hmm. move without the cell phone you go in the bathroom you have right, the cell phone right, i mean right, you right. don't have any downtime mm-hmm. as far as current so you know that's our world and it's gotten to the point that prioritization is very hard with all the things that are on our list And so, in my thought process, um, as a professional, I figured, well, you know, if I'm feeling this way, if I'm trying to juggle a million things, then I'm sure a lot of other women are doing the same thing. Right. You know, even as I think back, you know, to my mom and you know, trying to raise myself and my brother, and you know, work and do the things she was doing and get us to sports and this, that, and the other, she was always juggling a million things too. and so being too busy was not a bad thing Mm -hmm. it was just what What it it is is. is. what it is you got it. what it was and what it is you got it and so from that standpoint I said well let's look at this from the standpoint of how can I provide service Mm -hmm. to that slightly imperfect woman that is truly too busy she's Mm -hmm. got too many things going on I think as Leandra said about me planning trips for them um, you know it's a headache when you got to sit on a phone and um, wait for somebody to answer the phone and if they answer the phone and then they just connect the phone after they get you get them on the phone after you've waited etc and you know you got too many other things that you need to be doing mm-hmm. um you've searched and searched for this particular journey etc um you know during your lunch hour at work or you know every little time you can get let me see if i can find the best deal so forth and so on mm-hmm. and so I was like, well, you know, let me take that off your hands. Let me be your concierge, as it were. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as I said earlier, you know, as a um, busy woman um, in the world that we live in, I've got a very eclectic background. I've always been an explorer, always been a discoverer and my background has really i've done office administrative work i've done hospitality um and tourism i've done customer service retail sales education and training Mm. um finance project (laughs) management (laughs) i.t i mean you know i've done a little bit everything it's like a running joke in my family because it's like where haven't you worked right (laughs) what industry have you not been (laughs) in i mean you know i've been in all kinds of industries but it's been a positive mm-hmm. the positive is that it's given me a different look on the world a different view about um how things work and how i can um, provide the best service to those individuals that have been moving faster than uh, light as it were mm-hmm. and so i came into travel uh, really based on the concept of we are too busy but we should never be too busy to pamper ourselves and mm-hmm. take care of ourselves Right. and so you know, I say that now, and it's been definitely a journey. Um, but in 2003, I had a life, um, uh, health issue that, um, put me closer to death than I wanted to be. And it came about again later on in a couple more years. And it became a point when you realize you say, well, here I am laying in this hospital and how many people from my office have actually come to see how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And you start to think about, well, wait a minute. Um, Am I just a number? Of course, we all think, you know, especially when you're an overachiever, we Mm -hmm. all think the world can't revolve without (laughs) us. If we're not there, it's gonna fall apart. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I realized during that time when people didn't come check on me, et cetera, that in essence, I was dispendable, you know? Mm -hmm. It was just like, you know, if I'm not there, no problem you mm-hmm. know we'll just bring somebody else in right and so I think a lot of us are in that particular position and definitely as women because I think as women we work uh, doubly hard to prove ourselves in the mm-hmm. world uh, because you know we still have people in this uh, work environment that would rather look at us and say don't you have some kids to be home taking mm-hmm. care of or shouldn't we mm-hmm. be home cooking for the man or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be mm-hmm. and so with that said it was like i need to find something that makes me truly happy and allows me to live life because life is too short mm-hmm. and truly during that health scare that's when i started making a plan and mm-hmm. i think that's what it's all about i think is as, as y'all talk about uh you know the ducats and, and making plans with your wealth et cetera, um it's about making a plan mm-hmm. and so i decided at that point let's start making a change i've been in finance for 30 plus years Um, and so I've been in banking for so long and, um, and and just like any profession, there's stressors that go along with Mm -hmm, that. And I just sat down and said, let's make a plan to get there. And so, um, long story short from taking it from the corporate world, I then decided by the suggestion of a family member, um, to look into the travel industry Mm -hmm. because I traveled a lot in my current industry in finance Mm -hmm. and love to travel, have no kids, just have a little dog, Mm -hmm. da-da-da. So it was very easy for me to go. And so that was something I was very passionate about, going. Mm -hmm. And so I looked into it and then I loved what I saw. Um, And then in 2015, Too Busy Not to Travel was born, (laughs) Um, you know, and it just stuck and it's been a whirlwind. It's been about seven years now, been loving every moment of it. I love putting trips together. And more importantly, I love escorting trips, groups of people, because I usually focus on women over 40 as my normal focus Mm. when it comes to my groups. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my criteria or requirements, if you would, to travel with me, you got to be a fun loving, open individual. I don't want no drama and no mess, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so really, honestly, with every group, I have a statement that I stay with every group. I start off with, let's make this clear. I have no children. Then I pause and I say, understand what that means. I have no children. <laughs> My demographic and what I deal with is mostly 40 plus individuals. So I'm looking for adults to travel with me that are self-sufficient. Mm. And so from that standpoint, you know, I make it clear, setting those expectations up front, how we run business. But it is about having fun and um, being open-minded and objective to experience whatever comes mm-hmm. in that particular piece. And today in travel, you really do have to have an open mind. There's just so much going on mm-hmm. in the travel world that you, you know, you kind of have to pack your patience from that standpoint. So, but that's how I got into it, and, and it's and it's been great. Awesome. <laughs> it is great. Mm-hmm. So what
1: is the difference? Cause you're a travel agent and like, and I've heard of the term travel advisor. Like what is the mm-hmm. difference between the two if there is a difference?
2: <laughs> That's an excellent question. I can tell you that in 2018, <laughs> the American Society of Travel Associations um, decided to change the name to advisor versus okay. agent. Agent okay. has been there forever. Mm-hmm. The thought process was, is that just like with any profession, um, roles evolve our responsibilities and duties evolve. And so from the standpoint of a travel agent, I think most people have the concept that, well, I can go online, click a button, and make mm-hmm. you know, my order, if it were, and mm-hmm. go on a trip. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Um, and so in some regards, people thought of an online travel agent and a personal travel agent all in one and the same. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, as an advisor, as a consultant, etc. cetera, it's not just about the transaction it's about the relationship it's about the service we're able to provide the expertise we're able to impart upon our clients the things that we're able to help save money save time save your patience and your sanity Mm -hmm. uh, and you know make it easy for you and so advisor came about in the form of the fact that we do more than just a transaction it's not just clicking a button and making a reservation for you as it were we take it full fledged um you know we have uh, payment plans we um can also match prices from that standpoint so we it's about the relationship mm-hmm. it's not just about a transaction and so they are one and the same but at the same time they are not the same so it's really about semantics and about how you think about it but as a travel advisor a travel consultant um we have a if you would a fiduciary responsibility to our clients to um, always keep their desires their needs at the forefront and to really operate in their best interest so that's pretty much where it came from Got you.
0: And that's an interesting point. You mentioned saving money and being able to save. And I think a lot of people have the maybe the thought process that using an agent actually like they cost more money. So or an advisor rather it costs more money. So maybe like talk to what are some of the benefits to using a travel advisor? And I mean, are you putting out more money than if you just went on Expedia by yourself?
2: That's a good question. Now I'm going to answer it a couple of different ways because it depends on what you're looking for and what your flavor is. Okay. As I have told people before, if you are comfortable with a hostel, as an example, mm. you don't care what the digs look like. You just want to get where you want to go to. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to check off and say, I've been there. Right. Mm-hmm. and. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to do anything. I don't care about any of that. I'm maybe living out a backpack. Mm-hmm. Then do I need a travel agent, a travel advisor? Probably not. <laughs> you know, that's the go to Expedia, <laughs> click it and go. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that standpoint, are we going to save you any money um, when you're that type of traveler? Probably not because you're looking for the cheapest um, option, not the best option. Mm-hmm. You're not considering your safety, your security. You're not worried about, am I getting my money back? If there's a problem, if I get sick, is somebody going to take care of me? None of that are you worried about.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So as an advisor, in all honesty, you have a couple of different levels, depending on what your desire is. So as an example, if you are a normal cruiser, and I'll use that as an example, if you like to cruise and you've gone out to carnival yourself already, as an example, and you found the perfect cruise, and this is what I want to book. Mm -hmm. we can book it for exactly what you see it for online exactly what you want you want an interior cabin ocean view whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. just like you would click it we would click it Mm -hmm. what a lot of people don't realize is no matter whether you are doing it yourself online or doing it with me as a travel advisor you're still dealing with the travel advisor. You may not realize that when you're on that laptop, there's somebody behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that's closing the deal. (laughs) So even when you click it on carnival.com, as an example, there's an agent behind the scenes that's actually doing all that work that Mm -hmm. comes with it, such as pulling the documentation, making sure you have a passport, it's been filled in, all of that stuff. Somebody's back there doing that. Um, but the thing is in most of those cases (laughs) you're paying for a service but you're not getting any service Mm. because if you think about it in those situations as an example they you generally get a communication that says when you're ready to complete your details about your passport etc go to this website right plug in this information you then it comes back and says you need the following documents when you get here so make sure you print xyz so forth and so on nobody's really giving you service if you're going through and you're like oh i got a question what does this really mean what are they really asking me oh travel insurance what what do i know about this well what does it really cover well they're not gonna that that laptop's not gonna answer any of that for you right you know um and so uh come into a travel advisor we give you so many things as we talk about saving money saving time um so back to your original question yes we save you money and we're not more expensive because number one if it is a matter of price matching we generally can do that if all you want is a transaction so make that clear mm-hmm. if you want a full service for instance you're too busy not to travel we do a full service it's not just about the transaction when you come on board You begin to get communications from us from the very beginning about how we do business, here are our terms and conditions, here is what we provide to you, et cetera. From that particular step, we make sure to reach out to you. What questions do you have? How can we facilitate your knowledge in regards to where you're going? If you're going to a country that you've never been to, we're facilitating, making sure you know what those true entry requirements are. Mm-hmm. Some people don't realize if I'm going somewhere and I have to have a passport, you need to have at least two blank pages in that passport book. And a lot of people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do need to have that. Also, that passport needs to be at least open for six months after your return trip so if you're going on a trip in june and your passport expires in december you really need to have have that passport renewed before you even book that trip Mm -hmm. because again it needs to be valid for six months after you return from your particular trip Mm -hmm. Um, so to your original question yes we save you money um because if you did not know these particular things yeah. if you get into a situation where um <laughs> you did not have the appropriate um, documents i can use a prime example during COVID, there was a couple that flew to um, hawaii they booked everything themselves mm-hmm. and during COVID, hawaii had some very strict requirements of entry they flew all the way to hawaii for their trip did not followed the correct processes to get into hawaii mm. got there and literally was denied entry into hawaii at immigrations and was turned around they were losing their money for their hotel they were losing money for their flight and had to immediately mm. turn around and come back on that same flight because they did not use an advisor that we're in it every day just like attorneys you're in it right, every day right. like doctors you're in it every day right when you're seeing it and a part of it every day it's things that are just right there at the top of your head because you've heard it you've seen it you've done it whatever right. the case may be and when you're not in that environment and you think I got this, it's not that easy, especially not that easy anymore with Mm -hmm. all the requirements that are out there now based on the things that we have been going through. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're we're definitely saving you some money and saving you a headache from that standpoint.
0: Yeah, and it made me think it wasn't a, a COVID thing, but I just remember going to, I feel like, I think it was like Brazil, and they Mm -hmm. required a visa outside Mm -hmm. of your passport. And when Mm -hmm. I tell you I went through so much to get the picture of me in the right angle, it was a lot, Mm -hmm. like it had to be a certain size, it had to be a certain, and that was like a separate trip or whatever, but just the headache of that, like, if someone else was just like, "Girl, this is how you do this," like I'm gonna make this real easy for right, this to fit. Right, right. But I went back and forth with Brazil about five times before they took my picture. Mm-hmm. And then luckily, like I, like you said, you read the email and you like, let me follow directions because I'm am type A. I'm like, you're not gonna turn me around and I'd have been. like, Wait. <laughs> But I luckily went to like the Brazil with like the embassy site mm-hmm. to know yep. that. But it's like it's not like when you book something, it's right, they the, tell yeah. you yeah. like you have nope. to go looking for it. So, um. But speaking of COVID, like what what should people be doing or researching in terms of preparing for their trips now that I mean, I know the world is moving on like COVID is gone, but it's still here. Most countries still have some kind Mm -hmm. of requirement. So what should people kind of be um, thinking about in terms of if they're going outside the country?
2: Uh the first comment, get an advisor. <laughs> that would my first comment. Right. Call too busy not to travel. I I know, that's what my comment right. would <laughs> um, but more specifically, um as you mentioned, um mm-hmm. uh, going to those particular um governmental websites, travel.state.gov, as as one main one that you can go to has a wealth of information about entry requirements, et cetera, for the different countries that you may be um, traveling to. They have a special section that's about COVID and what the COVID requirements are. Now, the caveat, however, is these websites are not always updated on Mm -hmm. a regular basis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or as quickly as things change. Because as we've all seen with COVID, literally by the second things change (laughs) literally by the second yeah Um, as an example uh last week we were in um dubai and abu dhabi and during that particular time um dubai and abu dhabi had a difference in their requirements dubai got to a point where you no longer had to wear a mask in public but abu dhabi still was requiring that mask to be worn in public so if you're thinking UAE is UAE and I'm going from here to there and it's the same, it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Different places are different as well as even within those areas, there are differences for it. So as an example, when we left uh, Dubai, we had to get another PCR test mm-hmm. just to get into Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. It's only an hour and a half away, mm-hmm. but we had to do another PCR test just to get into Abu Dhabi. Once we got into Abu Dhabi, when we went to the mosque, the mosque required your vaccination cards. Then from the mosque for vaccination cards, we went to a mall. The mall required that you either had a vaccination card and or you had a PCR um, test that had been taken within the last 24 hours for you to enter the mall. Um, So you got destination requirements, but then within the destination, yeah. There are requirements to enter things like your museums, your mosques, your mm. you know, so forth and so on mm-hmm. that you may not be aware of. And mm-hmm. on travel.state.gov, it's not gonna tell you that. Right. It may tell you the basics of yeah. a PCR test is required, but it does not break it down that but yet if you go fifty feet and you're gonna have to do <laughs> such and such, or if you go to this museum, you're gonna have to have such and such. It doesn't do any of that. Right. So truly I I just about it, but it is true that you really need to talk with a professional in the industry Mm -hmm. Um, because we are being briefed on it every day, almost every second of the day. We've got a million Facebook groups that we are a part of. We are a part of all these tourism boards. We've got tourism contacts of them. So on a lot of times we get that information so much quicker. Mm -hmm. They will contact us and let us know from a tourism board standpoint. This just changed. You're not going to see it on any website. You're not going to see it on anything, but we want mm-hmm. you to know that this is what we've just done, et cetera. So mm-hmm. it, it's a tricky situation in travel right now with COVID and everything that's going on with all the different requirements. So yeah. truly, call too busy not to travel. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: you did, you mentioned, you know, you were in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, like, you, like I was in, you know, Tennessee or something, but. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I'm get it to down that. the street right you now. How are you able to travel so much like while working? And I know for uh, no, I'm not gonna say that. I was about to say, I know for entrepreneurs, sometimes it's easy to um, do your schedule, but sometimes it's not because usually, as entrepreneurs and business owners, you're everything, right? Yes, you so are. So it's not like four weeks of PTO at the beginning and you use it when you want to, right? It's a different story. So, how are you able to find flexibility? What would you recommend? For someone that's trying to find that flexibility for travel you know while you're working
2: well you know as i said earlier about just um making plans Mm -hmm. uh planning ahead being very organized is key i have i think five different calendars in all honesty that i use Mm -hmm. um that i'm always putting stuff on different calendars um but i'm a very organized person Mm -hmm. and organization is really a big key to it because i can look at my calendar and plan ahead and realize as an example if i'm booking a trip for leandra i put it immediately in my calendar this is when the final payments due for this particular traveler etc right here's what i've got to do for this i've got to make sure this is happening within this particular amount of time based on when they're traveling etc so a lot of it has to do with the fact that i'm very organized Mm -hmm. the second part is I'm a very technological person. I love technology. Um, I work in IT as well. I do consulting work in the bank and project management IT. And so IT is my thing. So mm-hmm. I use a lot of automation. Um, you know, I do, um, for instance, a lot of the emails and things that go out to my clients are automated. Right. I've mm-hmm. created, you know, uh, um, a series that I know that these are things people will ask or things they need to be aware of Mm -hmm. whatever that may be and they go out on a time schedule so i use a lot of automation from that standpoint as well Mm -hmm. Um, i also have a great support group and the people that i work with i have a um you know just like you have your best girlfriends i got my best travel agent friends you know um, that if literally something is an emergency i've got people i can call and they will step in i can remember recently uh, one of my um, clients wanted something pretty quickly and i was in the middle of preparing for this group for um dubai and abu dhabi and really didn't have the time Mm -hmm. and i knew another agent that really specialized in this area because what the person was asking about was something i don't do a lot of and i reached directly out to them and said look one of my top clients needs xyz i need some help who can help me within a matter of minutes They had pulled the information together for me and provided what i needed so that i could then turn that over to my client um so a lot of times it is support group the organization definitely the automation i can't say enough about that because the automation um really creates um a lot of um uh, more efficient time i'll yeah, put it that way yeah, it gives me yeah, the yeah. ability to have better efficient time yeah um because i'm not you know pinpointing every little thing always it gives me a little bit of a lead way a mm-hmm. gap if you mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. to be doing some other things and again kind of staying one step ahead of the process right, and right. when i'm traveling i will say oh, my backpack is people laugh say your backpack's heavy yeah it's heavy because i do carry a laptop i have an external drive i have headphones i have you know everything i need from an electronic standpoint uh, goes with me mm-hmm. so that i can at least address things but i also look, try to let people know i'm going to be going out of town um, mm-hmm. that way they know that I'm out of town. I put an out of office message usually as well. Mm-hmm. People can always text me, WhatsApp me, etc. And I'll tell them, you know, I might not be able to handle this right this moment, but I will be getting back mm-hmm. with you within 24 to 48 hours. I do at least try to respond in some way within that 24 to 48 hours. So, again, mm-hmm. a number of things helps me to continue to do that and to keep that travel going. And that's my forte mm-hmm. I'm a traveling travel advisor, right? Right, <laughs> <Now> everybody. <laughs> is a traveling right. travel advisor yeah. right. you know and uh i'll say that in my opinion there's a plus to dealing with a traveling travel advisor mm-hmm. because they are again in it every day <laughs> yeah. and they really know what you're going to face when you're going through your travel um, challenges. Mm-hmm. I've had my luggage lost when I'm going on a seven day cruise. I have no clothes, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I've had people not pick me up where I'm supposed to be picked up from. So, so I've experienced the things that my clients may um, experience. So it, it really makes a difference not to not to mention also that it helps me to um, be more knowledgeable about mm-hmm. the areas that I'm sending my clients to. Again, one of our Um, big things that we push is that the areas that i typically uh, will refer people to or the resorts i refer them to i have been there Mm -hmm. Um, i've experienced the service i have contacts in those particular locations so if something is awry i usually have somebody i can pick up the phone and call at that particular location mm-hmm. to address whatever the challenge is at that particular time. So um, you know, all of that goes into play as, you know, kind of taking it back a little bit about what else does a travel advisor provide you and mm-hmm. having that those contacts, that awareness, that knowledge of what you might experience helps to calm you down mm-hmm. in those situations where you don't experience it all the time. And we're able to like, okay, take it down a notch. <laughs> You'll yeah. be okay. So forth and so on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And that made me think two things, because Wanda pointed out the, I have my out of office, like, when you reach out, because we talked about, um, Mm -hmm. we did, like, the black business episode, we talked about, like, a good best practice is, you know, things happen, maybe you're unavailable, but... Let someone know. Do it out of office? Let them know I I got the message, but I'm not in right now. So I just think I thought that was really just cool that you put that out there. But the other thing it made me think about was when we did the episode with um, Courtney and how she talked about she contracted to be more flexible. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so just I mean putting it out there for those people who want to live that life, like contracted. That's that's part of the flexibility. I mean you can probably research plans in terms of health coverage aspects of things but if you're in an industry where you can contract to still make good ducats
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and you know and
2: that that's an excellent point because as i said i still work in the banking it realm as -hmm. a consultant Mm -hmm. so that contract work can save me as well i that's always you know as i tell people you've got to have your a b and c plan Mm -hmm. you know it's not just your a and b or a b and c plan and so when COVID was you know full force and people weren't traveling quite a bit I was able to parlay that consulting and contract work, pick up a contract in the banking mm-hmm. world, go out there and work for six months or whatever until things started coming back and bring it back. So it's it's something to subsidize. But to your point, you work those contracts to benefit you. I love consulting and I remember when I was a regular full-time employee with people, I was like, but you gotta be, you know, you could lose your job at any time. They could stop this anytime or, or you won't have health insurance, et cetera all of those are myths <laughs> because even if you're working full-time for someone as a full-time employee the truth of the matter is if you've not been through it before and i have they will walk in on a friday afternoon huh. after you done done all your work for the whole week with a box and say we're not going to need your services anymore even though you're a full-time employee right so Just like it would happen with a consultant, it can happen with a Mm full-time employee. You do get benefits as a contractor. As you said, work your contract. Mm -hmm. Make sure you know what you are worth and ask for what you need as well. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, all those things go into play with that. Good point.
1: And then also when she was talking about automation, we talked yeah. about that in our business too, it was mm-hmm. like automation allows her to sit here and talk to us, mm-hmm. but have yeah. a new client reach out right. to her and be Somebody like, welcome to Too Busy welcome. Not to Travel. Welcome. Right. Thank you for reaching exactly. out. So, yeah, it's, it's so mm-hmm. important in, in mm-hmm. business, especially for small business owners. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, And you also kind of, you mentioned it earlier, like when you were talking about using a travel agent and cancellation policies, right? A person that clicks on Expedia might not necessarily know what a cancellation policy is of a flight or if it's, you know, a non-refundable flight, like might be Mm -hmm. something they overlook um, a users. So do you have cancellation policies yourself for a person that's using your services? And like, how do you let them know about the cancellation policies for the hotel? Or do you take care of all of them?
2: Yes, I do. I have cancellation policies um, and I'll answer the latter first every time somebody reaches out to me for services a part of my initial process is to send them an introduction email so that they go to my website they read about me number one to make sure I'm the person for them because it is a relationship Mm -hmm. it's a give and take Mm -hmm. Um, and a part of that communication also says here are my terms and conditions of service. Mm-hmm. Here are my privacy policies, et cetera. I want people to know they're dealing with a professional and that they understand the rules, if you would, mm-hmm. or the guidelines of doing business together right. because it's a partnership. Right. I mean, it's a partnership, so we need to understand what each person wants out of the relationship. And so I give that up front. and in my terms and conditions, there is a section that specifically says about cancellations about refunds etc for too busy not to travel generally speaking our overall arching policy is um, we do not do refunds and the reason we don't do refunds is because technically once the money has come to us and we've paid our vendor nine times out of ten we can't get it back from the vendor I mean Mm -hmm. that's just really the bottom line and so I can't give you what I don't have (laughs) so I mean that's really a lot of part of it Uh, however I also have I have a overall policy, but then I have an exception clause. Mm -hmm. My exception clause basically says, if there is some extenuating circumstance that we are able to talk about and that we deem, okay, that makes sense, we understand what's going on. As an example, COVID, Mm -hmm. um, then we make exceptions. Um, And when we make those exceptions, the only thing that we make clear in those terms and conditions is in an exception basis, even if we do decide to give a refund of funding, 15% of the services that have been rendered will not be refunded because of course it takes money, to have a business mm-hmm. and it takes money to have the automation we just talked about mm-hmm. it takes money for me to go and get education and to find out what's happening in these different um countries for their policies mm-hmm. and to have those contacts etc so 15 mm-hmm. percent covers if you would my overhead and administrative costs right. um, so yeah i do have a policy um and it is definitely up front for everybody to see from the very beginning as well as even once we go from um, me just providing you a quote. Mm-hmm. When you decide that you're going to do the deal and we're closing the deal, again you get another copy that says, "Just a reminder, you might want to go back and look at the terms and conditions and know." So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a I reminder. Here you go. Per my email. Right. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> So, we speak to a lot about savings, we I mean, we're divas and ducats. is what we like to do. What are your best, or how do you think people can best ball on a budget in, in terms of travel? What are some maybe yeah, tips? I look at that background, I'd be like, people be like, I can't afford to do that. Right. So, I just going to travel. like, I know one thing, I still, I don't know if it's true or not, but I, it seems like, like, I heard you should look for flights on Tuesday, because they're cheaper. I don't know, but I'm just, you know, just wondering for the people.
2: You know, there's so many myths out there. <laughs> there is so much that's gone on. It's interesting because I can remember when I first got into the business, I had heard the same thing about mm-hmm. Tuesday. And I went out searching, et cetera. And there are all these statistics that are out there that you can find that really will kind of say, well, on this day, at this time, at mm-hmm. this hour, blah, 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 then this might work, mm-hmm. um, you know. But, you know, <laughs> who has the time <laughs> to really has to... match it that way? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. However... To your point um one of the things i'll definitely say about flights to me a lot of stuff is common sense you just got to take time to think about it Mm -hmm. think about the fact as an example on a sunday for Mm -hmm. a traveling business person they're probably traveling on sunday so that they can be in their destination to start work on monday Mm -hmm. cost is going to be higher typically on sunday to fly because more business people are flying on sunday Mm -hmm. (laughs) same thing on monday mornings flights will probably be higher because business people are flying on monday mornings Mm -hmm. so to some extent that concept of waiting until tuesday or wednesday that does go into play Mm -hmm. um, because again by the time you get to those particular points prices have come down because you don't have as many business people that are flying or people flying in first class so to some extent main thing there is if you look for flights start during the week as mm-hmm. far as a beginning of your trip as well as a return on your trip mm-hmm. if your trip is to include a weekend keep in mind coming back on sunday flights are higher coming mm-hmm. back on monday flights are higher right. you typically probably want to come back on a 2-0 wednesday so going and coming It does kind of fall into that and and the trend do kind of show that Mm -hmm. most of my clients i typically will book especially if it's international etc i will book them to leave on a thursday night Mm -hmm. coming back probably on either a monday or a tuesday because from an international length standpoint Mm -hmm. that works out pretty good Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely from a flight standpoint think about leaving in the middle of the week coming back in the middle of the week or you know the beginning of the week just not a sunday or monday i would say about flights the other thing i would say about the resorts themselves is that's a that's a tough one as far as balling on a budget like Mm -hmm. i said it depends on what kind of traveler you are yeah if you're that person that you're not that concerned about where you're sleeping so forth and so on then in all honesty pull it up click go (laughs) simple as that Mm -hmm. but if you are a person that has a um concern about where you're sleeping and that you can sleep, that's an important piece. If you Um, want me,
0: if you want, if you want the experience, I I joke with my friends all the time, I like an ambiance. If mm -hmm. let's just say it, it is what it is. (laughs) There
2: you go, you got to have an ambiance. I'm with you on that. You gotta have an ambiance. I mean, I've had a client as an example, reach out to me and they were like, hey, I found this great deal in Cabo. Can you book it for me? And I'm looking at them like, yeah. And I'm like, I looked at the resort and I was like, Mm -hmm. I know that resort, that really is a good deal. How do they do how they doing it at that price? There's got to be something going mm-hmm. on. Sure enough, I contacted my business development manager for the property, et cetera. Come to find out there was a new resort building next door. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the rooms where they were building at that particular time, the lights from construction were facing the rooms on that side mm-hmm. of the building. Mm-hmm. And you had noise. So they were given discounted rates for their particular property mm-hmm. based on what they knew you were going to face while you were there. <laughs> now that's why you use an agent. Right. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Right. Exactly. so you get there, and and you, so, you, know, you 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 yeah. can go on a budget, but you got to know mm-hmm. why is it a budget and if right. it makes sense that it is a budget price from that standpoint. Right. You know, the other thing, I the two other things I would say about balling on a budget is plan in advance. Mm-hmm. Last minute just doesn't work. I mean literally when you're trying to book a flight at the last minute the flight prices are going to be ridiculous i mean it's very unlikely you're going to find a great deal generally the sweet spot is 45 days out before you plan to travel Mm -hmm. kind of is the last sweet spot area of booking a flight Um, you know if you can do it earlier great but definitely once you get to that 45 day between 45 and 30 prices are already on their way up Mm so you kind of forget it you're not going to get a deal so plan ahead Mm -hmm. the other thing is try to use a travel agent where you can have a payment plan that would be the other thing (laughs) i know some of us love payment plans (laughs) (laughs) so get get a travel agent that has travel payment plans so that you can plan it two years ahead Mm -hmm. you could be making payments to do that i'm putting together right now a a Maldives trip and mm-hmm. I was looking at the price myself going, whoo, we need some time on that one. So it's going to be out for like a year and a half ahead yeah.
1: of time. So, you know, got to have a payment plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what are some requirements for, did we talk about that? Like if we, someone's no. trying to become a travel agent, you so you got into the industry, but like where they're, and you also say you take some educational courses. Mm-hmm. Are there, like what are the requirements to be certified as a travel agent?
2: You know, um, that's a really great question because there's so many avenues for people to get into travel these days, Mm -hmm. but not all of them are Mm -hmm. the right avenues. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be more uh, specific, I remember when I first came aboard, my um, family member that recommended me to get into the industry, um, the avenue at the time was a uh, multi-level marketing um, uh, piece. You know, I was like, I went in and I, from the very beginning said, mm, I don't think this is gonna work, mm-hmm. you know, because at that particular point, again, to each his own. Mm-hmm. I know pe- some people make really good money at it, not saying anything's wrong with it, mm-hmm. but you've got to make sure that the focus is what you need it to be. And so I got into it and realized it was not a focus of teaching anything about the travel industry. Mm-hmm. It was more about building a team, building people, et cetera, from that mm-hmm. standpoint. And therefore, you really want learning a lot about the industry mm-hmm. as it were mm-hmm. um so one way i would say that may not be depending on the person so i don't want to say it's not but may not be the right direction for you i uh, would be at mlm um but again it's an avenue it's definitely mm-hmm. an avenue you just have to make sure your focus is where it needs to be or where you want it to be as far as traveling in my case i realized that i wasn't going to get what i really wanted out of it so i began to search for um, other avenues to be able to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, as an example, you can come in as an independent. Now, an independent basically says, um, you know, just like any small business owner, everything, your overhead, your insurance, everything is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Or you can come in from the standpoint of being hosted. And if you're hosted, basically what that means is that you're working under the umbrella of an established organization Mm -hmm. that already has its industry credentials to allow you to book travel using those industry um, credentials. And basically, if you think about it, it's almost like paying rent. Mm -hmm. You are going to pay that entity a percentage of your return Mm -hmm. to be able to use their credentials to do the work that you're trying to do. Right. As an independent, however, There are several industry um, um, leaders, if you would, for um, the industry of traveling. Um, CLIA, um, Cruise Line International is for cruises. Mm -hmm. We have ASTA, um, as I mentioned er earlier, American Society for Travel Agents. Um, We also have um, IATA, um, which is from the airline side of things. Most travel, is booked under either an IATA number or a CLIA number. And then there's some others, there's an ARC, there's a true number, there's a couple other, but the industry standards in most cases from a historical standpoint Mm -hmm. have been the IATA as well as a CLIA number. If you are independent thinking about qualifications to get a CLIA or an IATA card, there may be requirements such as you have a certain dollar amount that's already in your business checking account, say 20,000 or more, that you can show that you have some backing basically to Mm -hmm. get those credentials. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people don't come in the door with that. That's kind of like doing a franchise Mm -hmm. if you think about it. Um, So in that case, a lot of people do start in a hosted situation where you're Mm -hmm. under somebody until you can get to that point. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
2: also, even though you have to have that capital, it also could be a scenario where Uh, you have to have a certain level of experience where you've already been booking travel for a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that particular situation, you don't have that yet as well. So again, probably under a hosted scenario that you're gonna go with from that standpoint. And then you have to have also potentially some uh, references that would come and recommend you to be under those umbrellas. Um, So now once you're working under a hosted, kind of like an apprenticeship, Mm -hmm. um, when you're working under a hosted scenario, you're able to build those particular pieces. So when I started, you know, I said I start with MLM, well, MLM is a hosted, but then I transitioned from that particular umbrella type into a true hosted travel agency or a travel agency that has um, sub-agents under it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at a point where I'm able to actually move out from under that if I so desire, because now I have the credentials, the requirements, if it were, um, to move forward. Um, another piece that is not required um but i know that some people have done in the past there used to be true travel schools and people went to school mm-hmm. to be certified as a travel agent um so that's another avenue i will tell you that both of the organizations that i mentioned actually all of the ones i mentioned have also certification programs that you're able to become certified where you actually have, you know, like some of us have an MBA, et cetera, Mm -hmm. you'll have those letters behind you, CTA, VTA, so forth and so on Mm -hmm. that helps to signify that you've gone through all the necessary steps um, to getting the right credentials to move forward. Mm -hmm. So it's not hard to get into the industry. Um, I will say that it is not easy to get in. I will also say that once you get in, it's um, challenging at times um, to get what you need mm-hmm. to be necessarily successful in the industry as well. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the biggest things is being able to get the resources you need to truly be successful. Got you.
0: Now, would you say, speaking of which, because mm-hmm. that's a lot, <laughs> for someone was. looking to you know, maybe get into that field, do you think it is a good additional stream of income or is it something that it is, but it's very time consuming because some people are, if they're being honest with themselves, are looking at, for something a little more passive. passive. Yeah. So, yep. you know, what are your thoughts around that for someone who might be looking <laughs> that's, to... a,
2: that's actually an awesome question because <laughs> it kind of depends on, like you said, what your desire is. Are you looking for something more passive? Mm-hmm. Um, are you looking for something more aggressive? Because, and are you doing it, like you said, on a part time basis? um hobby scenario oh, or are you trying to make it truly a career path right so starting with the, the beginning because when i started i was still working you know full-time consulting etc and doing it on the side mm-hmm. um but what that means as it would be with any small business you know, you worked your nine to five, so-called nine to five, you worked your nine to five, then you come home and then you're working, you know, your five to midnight or whatever the case may be, you know, so you, you're putting in the time Mm -hmm. as far as that's concerned. And to your point, it is time consuming. Mm -hmm. If you do it right, it's time consuming. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing is that when you start you don't have all that automation and things in place. Yeah. A lot of stuff you're doing by hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know when I started, it was I was typing up every email, right. doing right. every letter. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mailing stuff. You're doing. There's a lot to it. You yeah. know, a lot to it. And so, I think number one to your question, it's a great industry. Travel and tourism is a hospital and tourism is a great industry to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, it has its perks to be a part of it. Um, you know, with that said, a lot of people think travel agents travel for free. No, we don't. Um, Let's go ahead and squash that right now. (laughs) (laughs) So you do get or can have the ability Mm -hmm. to receive some perks. Mm -hmm. Most of the industry is very much like other industries when they're giving you a bonus. Mm -hmm. You got to do something to get something. I mean, that's, you know, nothing's for free, Mm -hmm. you know? And so in those situations, that can parlay the... um, benefit because you know if i'm making because i'll say from a travel agent perspective on on the average a part-time travel agent might make about 12 16 000 a year maybe because i mean just to be honest if you're i'll use the cruise industry as an example love cruising mm-hmm. but you got to be smart just like you got to be smart with any industry got to be smart it's about product mix if i'm selling you if you think about it i see the advertisements I could take a cruise for five days for three ninety nine. Well, I'm booking you a three ninety nine cruise. All I get out of the deal is ten percent. So all I'm getting is thirty dollars, and mm-hmm. typically it's not thirty dollars because a part of that that cost there are other costs that are rolled into that. That really are not considered. Um, it, it's a part of cost of doing business. It's right. not really because of the product. Mm-hmm. So we're only going to get a certain percentage. Maybe I'm going to get twenty-five dollars out of the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. But yet, as a travel advisor, quite naturally, you're going to expect me to still deliver everything I would deliver for anybody else from that standpoint, and I do. Right. Um, so you know, you got to be smart about your product mix and what you're working with um and what you're um positioning our focus our specialty is mostly in the european market mm-hmm. um as well as anywhere abroad really but more so the european market we like to do a lot of trips um in in the european market asia africa you name it which uh, we do mostly that there's money in the international realm mm-hmm. um there is less money in the domestic realm um uh, mm-hmm. because in all honesty, again you think about a hotel room um when somebody reaches out to me and says, I need a hotel room book, I don't book hotel rooms. (laughs) Hotel rooms, literally, again, $59 a night, I get $5. I mean, Mm you know, really. So you got to think about what you're working with and what your niche is. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the key is, if you pick the right niche to work in, and you're dedicated to it, and you're learning what you need to learn about it, and you are building that book of business, then yes, it can be very profitable. I know an agent, as an example, um, that is in a northern, uh, I guess it's northwestern state. Her sales alone for last month was $620,000, was her sales. Uh, Her commission was $89,000 for one month. <laughs> you made, you made more than most people take in a year in that month. and that's what i'm saying so but in her situation she's been doing it for, for right, a good while right. she has definitely a niche mm-hmm. um she's from italy and knows Italy like back her hand and she mm-hmm. sells Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got to have a plan just like with anything you got to have the right plan mm-hmm. and work that plan my plan like i said is your europe travel abroad travel as well as groups Mm -hmm. because of course the more people you have traveling the more revenue you're going to generate Mm -hmm. because you're getting something from each person right um so so again back to your original question yes it's an industry that is definitely worthy it's a great industry to work in um it's 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 very um energizing it's um ever-changing so if you're that person mm. that likes things to change a lot that's mm. one thing i would say it's a great industry if you are a black and white person it's going straight be and narrow an accountant an actuary things of that nature mm. you're probably gonna lose your mind okay. So <laughs> maybe not for you okay. But uh, but generally it, it's a great industry and the money is there mm-hmm. you just got to just like with any business gotta have a plan yeah gotta have a plan yeah
0: well, this has been a treat, Yes. and we thank you for taking the time to explain all this to us. And I want to say, before we ask you where can the people find you, in lieu of a Dear Diva segment, so questions, comments, concerns, shenanigans, advice <laughs> at gmail.com, I want each of us to say, like, what has been your favorite travel destination that you've been to thus far?
2: Mm-hmm. We'll so we'll let you go guess.
0: first. Yes. What's been your favorite?
2: oh my gosh when i get asked that question it's hard because every place has been my favorite for different reasons Mm. you know when i think about places i've been you know if i say in the u.s like hawaii hawaii is eye candy it is like Mm. every Mm. color like jumps at you every the red is so red the green is so green it's just like such an eye candy kind of thing when you go to hawaii um, but yet when I go to um Egypt, Egypt was is one of those things that's spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's like you're there, you're like, gosh, I'm touching the pyramids. Mm-hmm. This area was in the Bible and mm-hmm. this happened here. And, mm-hmm. I mean it's just yeah. it's a different why it's special. Right. Right. Yeah. I go to Greece, Greece the food I'm not a foodie. I, I, I just eat eat. I I'm just not a foodie. <laughs> you know, just give me some food I eat. Mm-hmm. But um at Greece the food food, it's farm to table, and it's amazing. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. Dubai, Abu Dhabi, it's just off the chain. (laughs) I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, it's a whole nother level. As I tell people, when you go to the UAE, when you definitely go to Dubai in those areas, it's like a kid going to Disney World or to some amusement park, et cetera. And you walk in, you're like, ah, ah, ah. it's just excitement, <laughs> right, right. you know, because yeah. it's just it's, it's the tallest everything. It's the best of everything. Mm-hmm. It's da da da. It's just amazing, and it's always lively, and the nightlife is just amazing, and. It's just, it's a great place to go. Mm. So, I mean, so to the point, I got plenty favorites. I got a lot of favorites uh, that I love for different reasons. Mm. You know, Paris at night. Oh, Mm. (laughs) I mean, again, there's so many different favorites, you know, that I have that, uh, but they're favorite for different reasons. Mm. I really can't say that one place is my overall favorite. Um, I guess what I would say is if I had to say that a place I've been that probably had the most pieces that made me love it probably was Africa, to be honest, mm-hmm. because it was historical, mm-hmm. it was heritage, mm-hmm. it was definitely unique and different because when you've got a cheetah walking across <laughs> in front of you, and I mean, you literally can stick your arm out and it's right there, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's walking by you like, yeah, you see me, I'm here, you right. see me, right. I mean, it's like, that's like amazing. And mm-hmm. when the big old elephant comes up and lets you touch his trunk and the giraffe is, I, it that in itself was just like, wow. Because, you know, you think about, in my case, at my age, I grew up with Wild Kingdom and all this stuff. And you're like, you would never think right you're going to ever be near any of this stuff, yeah. touching any of this stuff, you know? But then when you go and it's right there. And I mean, like I said, arm's length away. Right mm-hmm. It's just like, wow but also that root of africa in its sense of heritage for us as african americans it's it's a whole nother level because it's funny because when you say african american in africa they kind of look at you kind of like what are you talking about (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're you're african or or you know it doesn't make sense you know and so it's just it's a favorite because it opened. That was an Africa's is an area that really opens your mind fully. As definitely as a minority, opens your mind fully, and makes you see the world in so many mm-hmm. different ways at that particular point. Because you start to put the puzzle pieces together a little bit better mm-hmm. about what's been lacking from the history that we've been taught in America versus you know the extra pieces that haven't been taught etc so yeah yeah i would have to say africa in general for all that it has and that it gives to you mm-hmm. probably would have to be my favorite based on all that it does gotcha yeah. cool.
1: um well i know egypt is on my bucket list so yeah. I, I am mimicking that of course you know my favorite trip is when i went to ghana um oh, yeah. and for me it was because of the experience of what i had i was not a tourist Mm-hmm. Um, I went with a friend that was Gaini and her father was a chief. He passed away and they installed a new chief. So I was over there like living in a mansion with seamstresses and cars and you know, all the things. Like got asked to be a wife, but I mean you know <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I can't can't do the third wife thing. But you know <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to the other wives, yeah. Queen Mother. T-shirt. But um, you know, it was just amazing. Going to the funeral, it it, it was to me yeah. it was nothing like and I already loved the African culture and loved yeah. the food and everything, so you know, I, I was I really felt like I was in Wakanda because when they did the oh, um, Chief installment, like all the townships came around Mm -hmm. to you know, introduce to and there was like drums and masks and dancers and it was like like this is this is these are my people, my people. (laughs) Exactly Exactly. these are my people. So it was it was just amazing. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's the one trip I've had that I just can't bring myself to post pictures to it feels that sacred to me. Like
0: it was just amazing. Oh. Okay. So I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna do like Wanda. So domestic, <laughs> the Bay or New Orleans, hands down. Um, abroad, I always narrow to a top three because they. I feel like the more you travel, the more you feel like cities have a vibe. Mm-hmm. So yes. it depends on what you're going for. Yes. So I always list Bali and Thailand. Right. I'm going back. I I, right. I still WhatsApp my driver i just bali was very was more spiritual thailand was just i think that first opening up of like okay this is a different culture the way the things that i worry about are not even that deep all of that like i think i first felt that in thailand Mm. um i felt this is my personal opinion they celebrated us more over there i was like okay i feel appreciated here Mm -hmm. um and then like a close third would be like maybe Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. I California. love Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went on all those trips with you. She did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is my golden girl. <laughs>
2: it's always good when you got somebody that okay. will go. That will exactly. go for real. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Yes. Actually make exactly. the payment. That double buddy is uh. priceless. Because, you know,
0: you talk about going. When it's time to spend that coin,
2: it gets real quiet. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. okay, yeah. Let me know how much it's going to be. Let me mm. know how much it's be. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, and then when it's time to go to like where'd where everybody go? Gonna be able to
0: get on that <laughs> day. I don't know, girl. Yeah. All right. So yes, this is Vidre. Whonder, where can the people find you?
2: Absolutely. All you gotta do is Google to Busy, not to travel. And make that clear, it's the number two. The number two. Busy, not the number two. <laughs> travel. <laughs> right. At Gmail. Uh, where we live life to the fullest completely mm-hmm. always yeah,
1: you have <laughs> so the that's all you got to do just
2: google it you'll find us yeah. of course too busy not to is the website too busy at everything
1: consistency. yes and of course yeah. we'll have her information in the show notes mm-hmm. we is like i said been a bit of pleasure getting this information from yeah. you and Um, Hopefully it's really useful for our audience, and if y'all are looking to travel somewhere this summer and get your wanderlust on, hit her up. Hit her up. That's Mm right. All right. So in the meantime, in between time, have a great attitude. All
0: right. Bye.